Now we turn to Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in the first verse. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous is an adulterer, has no, is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even so to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but, the, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God indeed. As we have since the first weekend in August, we hear what God is saying to his people in the region of Ephesus, and what God is saying to his people here today. In the first two-thirds of Ephesians, we are invited to understand our baptismal identity, who we are in Christ, that one foundation, that gift of forgiveness that God has poured out freely for us. The end of, through chapter four, the Apostle Paul takes a turn. The word takes a turn, and that turn is now that you have been gifted and given this great gift, this identity, now we learn how to walk in it. Whereas it says in chapter four, how to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. And so we get that word, therefore, at the beginning of this chapter, tying all that has been before to this moment, to now be imitators 
imitators of God. Now, this is interesting. It's surprising, really, as I was exploring the scripture this week. This verse in the end of chapter four, this first verse in chapter one, is one of the very few explicit calls in all of scripture directly calling us to imitate God. It's this unique call. And how does the Apostle Paul, how does God speak through him? Well, he uses comparison. He's comparing, as he has in each of these chapters in in Ephesians with all of these different illustrations. Here, chiefly, it is light, between light and darkness. But there's other comparisons. When he draws upon this image of walking, in Hebrew, the word uh, well-known to walk, Halak was to walk in the law. He's comparing now that instead of walking in the law, the Apostle Paul wants us to know, God wants us to know that now we're walking in the gospel. We're walking in the light of the gospel. And what does that look like? Well, it looks like we hear in verses 1 and 2, we walk in love. We walk in love. Let me say more about that in just a moment. And this walking between light and darkness is like the difference between walking onto a field full of landmines with no map or instruments to show you where they are and then saying, hey, why don't you come follow me? Contrast that in the darkness to the light the apostle wants us to see that we have been given the light of the gospel and we don't have to step on those landmines in fact aren't you grateful for these past 20 plus years that pastor bruce has been showing us through god's word what those landmines are and seeing the light of the gospel and forgiveness in our lives so that it's not shaped by those landmines There are some, as one scholar I read pointed out, said that there are those who will baptize every form of sin, every landmine, and say, don't worry, just step right on it. But here in this place, we have strived to be faithful to the calling of walking in the light by God's grace. And so we walk under this light of the gospel in Love, No longer under the law, but now under the light of the gospel. And when do we walk in love? Well, you might be thinking, oh, sure, that sounds really Christian-y, right? Walk in love. That's the message for today. Walk in love. It sounds so touchy-feely, right? It sounds... So unrealistic. But when do we walk in love? Verse 16 says, in evil days. We walk in love, not when it's easy, but even in difficult, evil days. Even days like ours, when Christians are being martyred in Afghanistan. Even days like ours, when we're dealing with how to be a participant in bringing about healing in a pandemic, without tearing each other apart. Days like ours when just this week in our own city, 
police officers were being shot. Days like ours were last week when one of our children in our schools were killed. Days like ours when our culture, like the culture in Ephesus, wants to celebrate spiritual leaders like the, the worship of Artemis that he's talking about with these sexual practices. Unless you think it doesn't apply to you today, since we're not in temples with sexual practices today, make no mistake, our temples may not be made of stone, but they do have internet screens. And we go to those temples hoping to get transcendence still the same. And we become idol worshipers just like they did then. And days like ours in the secular age when Christians are desperately needed to speak and act. And yet sometimes we're tempted to be shy and stay in the dark so as to not point out our faith in a world that sometimes seems against it. No, this is no touchy-feely walk in love. This is a calling to imitate God, imitate Christ. And what did Christ do? And we hear it in the rest of this text. There's sacrifice. In fact, this sacrifice, if we were to read the whole chapter, it gets uh, personal in the family life about submitting to one another and being sacrificial for one another. Sacrifice and obedience in our daily lives. And wisdom, wisdom that comes from where? God's word. And this baptismal idea, and it's throughout this chapter, this baptismal identity that we heard in the previous chapters, to live it out, to not waste our lives, as we hear particularly in verse 16. A baptismal vocational call in an evil world. Well, let's push pause for just a moment with this great calling. Because if you're like me, it might feel kind of overwhelming at this point. And you might be thinking, well, I've already crossed the Rubicon into the dark side, okay? I don't know if I can go back. Well, scholars are careful to mention in this text, let's not dismiss the law that's here, but neither should we miss the gospel promise that's here. The gospel that comes not from your power or mine, but from the burning light of Christ in our lives. That's what makes us children of light. I like how scholar R. Kent Hughes puts it in his article, Shades of Light. He tells the story of Jesus not long after the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles, on the day after, there's a spectacular, as he writes, nighttime ceremony known as the illumination of the temple. And the ceremony would take place at night with these huge candelabras. These huge candelabras, I mean, so huge that they'd have, the priests would have to take ladders to get to top of the bowls where the wicks were, and these bowls would hold 65 liters of oil. And they would light these candle operas, 
as a remembrance that God was the pillar of light that walked with his people, the fire by night, in the midst of when the darkness in the wilderness. And when they light these several of them at the highest walls, it said in the uh, treasury temple, part of the temple, it would light up not only the whole temple, but some even said the whole city of Jerusalem. And it was the next morning after this ceremony in John chapter 8 that Jesus stands up and says, with the scarred, scored candelabras probably still smelling the smoke after a night of celebration and worship, Jesus stands up and says, I am the light of the world. I am the light that walked with you. There's a pillar of fire in the wilderness. I am the light of the world still today. It's Jesus who is the light. He brings the salvation of the world. He is God. And he proclaims it there. And so when we get called children of light here in Ephesians, it's not because of our great power. It's because of the one who is the light of the world who would be the fragrant offering of sacrifice for you and me. And so here we are, children of light. It's the work in the world of Christ himself. I like how scholar Joel Fritz uh, Frisk puts it this way. He says, to be the light in the Lord implies a relationship, a connection to Christ and forgiveness. It's his light that, it's his light that produces light in the lives of God's children. Therefore, even the works we do are not done by us, but by him. And so when we light those baptismal candles of remembrance and I come and I light it from this Paschal candle and I give it to the newly baptized and I invite them from Matthew 5 to let their light so shine before others to glorify their Father in heaven. And I let them know, some of you may remember, I'll say, okay, now you've got a job description. They do, you do, I do. We have been blessed by the light of Christ to be a blessing. And what does that walk in love look like? It looks like sacrifice for those around us. It looks like obedience to the will of God. And it looks like wisdom. So we walk in the love of his light. And this gets played out in every area of our life. Sacrifice, obedience, and wisdom. It gets played out on the family level as we sacrifice for one another, even marriage. This gets played out in our city, like how we're giving to boys and girls in need with school supplies, but so much more in how we live out our daily lives. This gets played out even in our daily office of work, whatever your vocation is, 
Corey Ten Boom tells the story of how that got played out in her family of sacrifice and honor and obedience. She was a young girl and their family was in financial need and her dad was a watchmaker. And as the story is told, a a customer came in and handed over a large sum of money, just the amount that they would need to meet all their needs. It was a day of rejoicing. Except as the customer was completing the transaction, he happened to mention to Corey's dad that the reason why he's having to get this new expensive watch is because his old favorite watch could not be repaired by the young watch repairer and maker down the street. And Corey Tamboom's dad said, well, let me see it for a moment. And with his skill, he quickly and easily repaired it and then handed the money of the sale back to the customer, to Corey's aghast, knowing that they really needed it. And said, here you go. And then once more, he even took a word of kindness for that other young watchmaker to say, he'll, he's young, but one day he'll be as good as his father. So don't hold it against him for not being able to fix it yet. He will be someday. And afterwards, she asked her dad, what, what, we needed that money. Why, why did you do that? And he taught her how important it was and more important to honor God and to love their neighbor than it was to get, in that moment, financial gain. And so we sacrifice even in our daily work for others to glorify God. It gets played out on the world scale when Christians like Samaritan's Purse did this week sending planes and volunteers to help those broken in need after the earthquake in Haiti. And we support them with our financial gifts to make that happen. It gets played out in Afghanistan among Christians like retired Lieutenant General John Bradley and his wife Jan, who after retiring 13 years ago, continued their work in Afghanistan by, as it was reported this week in a religious news service, building hospitals for those who lost limbs in the many decades war, providing schools for children, both boys and girls. And now this week, from Tennessee, they're still working in Afghanistan, trying to rescue more than 50 of their associates and all those they can get in contact with to rescue them from the tragedy that's taking place. God is using us in our walk of love every day. How we spend our time matters. Take a look at the rest and the ending of this reading where it talks about serving in these evil days. There's a verb there that scholar Ralph Martin points out. The verb for how time is to be used is excorzomino. That verb has got deep meaning. The scholar writes, literally, it means snapping up of all the chances that are available. Are you snapping up 
all the chances that are available to you in your vocational baptized call as a child of the light to sacrifice, to obey, to seek wisdom from God's word. And if you are feeling like you have, like Paul was warning the church in Ephesus, how easy it is for them to slip back into the pagan ways, back into the ways of Ephesus, into darkness, then you're not alone. And there is grace, grace of God, the light of Christ there to shine for you. And so he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, for Christ will shine on you. Friends, is Jesus calling you awake from the darkness to light today? Is he calling you back to the one faith in the Lord who shines his light for us, who burns his light even in the night, in the wilderness of the darkness? This is the path of obedience and sacrifice and wisdom with our families, even in our worship life we hear in this text, of being the gathered people of God, in our work life and in the world. In all of these places, we are called, hear it again, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. May you, may I, may we, by God's grace today, be his children of light. Amen.